Welcome to the Everyone Has a Story podcast presented by the Business and Education Alliance, where students' talents, interests, and aptitudes can be connected to the dynamic world of work. Welcome to today's episode of Everyone Has a Story, hosted by the Business and Education Alliance. My name is Bob Gimignani. We're very pleased today to have with us Adam Rydens. Adam is owner of Ephemera here in the Colorado Springs area. Adam, thank you so much for donating some of your valuable time today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So let's get right into part one of your career story interview. Uh, so Adam, think back to just a few short years ago, perhaps when you were in middle school or high school. Did you have any thoughts occur to you back then as to what kind of job you wanted to have when you got out of school? Um, yeah, so I kind of grew up in a lot of the trades world, um, a lot of family surrounded in, in trades, whether it be welders or uh, just general labor. Um, so I kind of figured I'd go down that path, um, wanted to get away maybe a little bit, considered being in the medical field, um, but I was pretty open to whatever the road was going to take me. So I kind of really explored all the paths I could take. Excellent. And uh, Adam, what was your first ever paid job? Uh, first ever paid job was actually in a kitchen. Um, I was really young, um, beginning of high school, right when I could first work, uh, started washing dishes in a little pizza shop in my hometown. So I uh, got started early uh, while, while playing sports in high school and um, tried to, didn't realize it was going to take me here. Excellent. Well, we're going to be curious to hear how you got where you are after, as starting as a dishwasher uh, in a pizza shop. Uh, so you're definitely in a related lane, but uh, you've taken it to a whole sure. new level. Adam, uh, when you were in high school, um, did you participate in any kind of experiential or career-connected learning, like uh, doing a job shadow or an internship, much like the Business and Education Alliance is trying to make available to our students? Was that available to you when you were in high school? And if so, did you take advantage of it? Um, yeah, so I actually... Uh, when I, my senior year of high school, they came out with a new program um, through the fire department. Um, so it was an EMT medical um, and wildland firefighter course that was hands-on off, off campus. Um, and you got, I got certified wildland firefighter certified, EMT certified, uh, all the good beginning certifications. And um, it was a really, it was a really fun course. It was really a good timing for me to be in my senior year to kind of expose me to the what another path for sure. And Adam, what school were you at and where were you located when you took that those certifications? So I am from Southwest Colorado, a small little town outside of Durango called Bayfield. Um, so I went to Bayfield High School there, did it um, through the, the Bayfield um, Fire department was where I took all those courses. Excellent. All right, Adam, you get to lay out your journey now um, from your initial thoughts of, you know, being exposed to the world of trades and welding and all that. And then you had some other thoughts of maybe getting into the medical field, right? Here you find right. yourself, uh, you know, the founder and owner of a really cool local restaurant in the Colorado Springs area. It, just tell us how you got where you are. And if you could, uh, try to pay some particular attention to as you moved along after high school and took different jobs or added education, how you sort of inventoried what you thought you were good at, what your interests and passions were, and how those things played into the decisions that you've made to bring you where you are today. So the floor is yours for as long as you need it. Awesome. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So 
came out of high school, was working. I was a, a big athlete in high school. Um, did a lot. I played three sports all year long. Um, football, basketball, did wrestling even uh, a couple of seasons and baseball. Um, so really was invested into that. Um, really wanted to, thought I was going to be able to pursue that. And life, as you have, it kind of takes a different way. Um, so I left Durango, came out to Colorado Springs uh, to go to UCCS. Um, I enrolled in business school, um, not really having a path of where I wanted to take it or what I thought I was going to do with it. I mostly just wanted to get some secondary education. Uh, I was the first one in my family to have the opportunity to go get secondary education. Um, so went there, did about a year, almost two years of didn't wind up finishing out. Um, I did particularly uh, invest into my business management and my business law classes though. Um, so really found an interest in that. Um, but as we go, again, like I said, I didn't really know what I was gonna take it. Um, was kind of open to the world to see uh, coming from a really small town to a, a somewhat large city, the eyes get open really quickly. Um, so uh, as I was doing all of this, I was in the, working in the kitchen, working in the kitchens. Um, I've worked all kinds of jobs. I've worked as a plumber. I've worked, uh, helped my dad who does the auto glass industry, um, worked in kitchens. I've done just about it all. Um, so while I was out here, I figured, well, I do what I do best and uh, jump into the kitchen again And while I was going to school. Got tired of school, uh, kind of in, decided I wanted to invest into the labor force um and so i started just really working hard into the kitchens um i was actually working at the applebee's uh for a majority of the time that i was out here, or when i first started out here is my first job in colorado springs um so worked there for about a year and a half met some really good people um told them about how invested i was in trying to grow and um, kind of ran with this so i went there i left there went to colorado mountain brewery um, worked there for about two years and again just really worked my way up from the bottom everywhere I could go so I started as a fry cook uh, left there as a lead line cook um, and from there went to uh, an old restaurant called Nosh um, where I got started to get on the line prep cook worked my way up to sous chef um, this all happened within four years um, and a lot of this just really took a lot of hours really dedicating myself to wanting to be there the restaurant industry is not uh, for the faint of heart by any means. It's very labor intensive um, and being able to grow. I felt creative as a creative outlet for me, uh, something that I never as an athlete thought that I needed. Um, I always just thought, oh, just go to the gym or go on a hike or go for a run. Uh, but being creative really has, uh, and working with my hands has really gave me a positive influence, um, really something to drive for. Um, so out of that, we did Nosh. I went down to Four by Brother Luck. Uh, that's where I met my business partner. We helped open up there. I uh, worked there for about a year and a half and was really just tired of the kitchen. Um, so we both left and decided to learn another side of the industry. Uh, so we started to bartend, learn the front of the house side. Yeah, so that's, uh, at Four by Brother Luck, I met my business partner. Um, we opened up that restaurant, worked there for about a year and a half, and we were really just tired of the kitchen. Um, had been working so hard for so long and needed a break. Uh, so we decided to land the other side of the industry, the front of the house. Um, so we went to Axe and the Oak Whiskey House, uh, located here in the Springs. Um, and I started out as a bar back, started from the bottom again. 
Um, and within two years, worked my way up to an assistant manager, bar lead, head bartender, and we kind of ran that show for about three years. Uh, in the meantime of doing that, um, me and his name is Ian Dietrichson, uh, we were hosting pop-up dinners, underground dinners um, all across the city. So we started in 2018. Um, we were doing dinner parties uh, for all of our friends, family, whoever would show up uh, out of our apartments, other restaurants when they would close, literally anywhere we could have people sit down in a place for us to cook. Um, so we started doing that in 2018, did about one a month for about three years. Um, and these were very, very... Uh, creative we were doing full installations uh, art installations we really like to involve art into our food as we think it's a huge art craft um, so we we're really bringing in local artists doing everything we could uh, to just expose and really get our hit our creative bone again uh, then in about 2020 late 2019 2020 uh, we caught the attention of just a few uh, restaurateurs who really uh, believed in us had eaten at a couple of our dinners uh, known us personally and we sat down and decided that it was time to try to invest and go for a restaurant so uh, here we are a year later we just had our one-year anniversary uh, here in ephemera and kawadi at downtown colorado springs um that's kind of how we go you know we work crazy hours but you know there's a huge demand for what we do and in the springs we're really just trying to push the boundaries and really just find a common place for everybody excellent adam what a fascinating story um and Thank and you. so um we're, it sounds to me like you were completely trained for what you do on the job you did not pursue any additional education in culinary arts is that right that's correct yeah i um i had had uh you know my home ed class in high school um, that was pretty much all the did what a semester that so that was pretty much all the actual like kind of quote unquote formal training that I had in the kitchen um, beforehand. So I did not attend culinary school, all hands on training. Um, and with that just came almost a little bit extra more work, you know, having to really invest myself into cookbooks, uh, learning on the job, trying recipes, cooking at home, eating at restaurants and whenever I could. Um, just trying new things all the time and uh, yeah just really kind of got the rough and rough and rock way around the industry for sure excellent well congratulations on uh, your one-year anniversary adam thank you thank you i appreciate it adam what would you say has been the biggest single challenge you have faced in your young career so far and how have you overcome that um the biggest challenge i think i've faced so far is learning um I, you know, walking into this, feeling very confident on what I was doing, uh, being a confident chef, uh, but everything that's around the business, um, you know, there's so many little nooks and um, the space that we were in, we actually pretty much mostly designed. Uh, so learning the whole design architecture, um, learning how many seats can fit in a certain place, learning fire codes, learning, you know, there's so many little aspects of opening a business that you just don't think about until you're thrown into it. Um, so that was a huge learning curve and a big challenge for me for a while was, you know, really understanding and grasping um, all these industries that I've never had to work or, and really invest my time into it, like plumbing, electricity, um, and really finding uh, and becoming friends with a lot of the people that were helping build this space out. 
So all of the non-culinary stuff has been yeah. a challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely uh, did not see myself being an interior designer, plumber, electrician, uh, all of the things that go around the owning and building a restaurant. So, Adam, uh, do you want to give a shout out to some influential people that have shown up in your life in a meaningful way? You can call them uh, mentors or friendors. Uh, who, who would you want to shout out to? Um, I, a few here in the industry. Um, I've had a lot of uh, very positive people. Uh, my first chef, Jeremy Engel, he was one of the people that really just told me that I got, he, he felt like I have what it takes and kind of put me on. And he was the one that advanced me up into being a sous chef and really pushed me and um, kind of let me have the reins and what's going on from there and gave me the confidence to grow. Um, chef Brother Luck really helped. Uh, as a huge inspiration to the culinary program in Colorado Springs, um, really giving us a face, being that first person to really take that big step. Then moving on to that, uh, Casey Ross from Axe and the Oak, uh, owner, owner of Axe and the Oak, uh, just one of the most genuine people I've ever met, um, really has your best, your best interests in mind at all times, really cares about his employees. Um, and that's kind of where I have taken a lot of my care for my employees from. Um, is how he taught me how to do it. So he, you know, he just always giving me the time off that he needed, uh, always working to give you benefits. He, you know, he, if we asked and we really needed something, he would do anything he could to make sure it got done and uh, just really, really taking care of us genuinely um, and making us feel appreciated. Um, so that was huge. And um, from there, just kind of, you know, anybody, and we've had a lot of uh, friends and family uh, always have our back, you know, and so we've had just the support of the Colorado Springs community has been huge. Um, this is the smallest big town you'll ever be in, and uh, everybody seems to have your back most of the time. Adam, what would you say to your teenage self, that high school student who was, you know, two, three sport athlete, thinking about trades, welding, medical careers, what would you say to that teenage self knowing what you know today? Um, drop your ego. Uh, drop your ego and find your passion. Um, there's, there's so many, there's no wrong path, uh, to take in life, you know, um, and finding something that really, it's not all about work. It's not about all about making money. Um, it's all about the clothes that you wear, the house that you buy, the cars that you drive. Um, it's really what makes you happy and gives you satisfaction in life. Granted, there are, we all have to work. Uh, that's kind of the culture that we live in. Uh, but being able to find something that really draws a passion to you um, and really making it worth your time. Um, I can tell you, honestly, I don't work a day in my life. I come here excited to work, excited to be here, uh, feeling creative, feeling energized, ready just to see what the day has got for me. You know, I, I feel challenged every day and really making sure that yourself is challenged. I wanted to touch on something real quick that you mentioned earlier about um, that when you were a sous chef at Nosh, you realized that you uh, found a creative outlet you didn't know you needed. Right. And what's really interesting about that is another interview that we did a while back, somebody said something to the effect of, I didn't know what I loved yet. Right. And it almost sounds like you stumbled upon that, right? And, and so, yeah, I love, I love that whole concept that, um, that you got into this industry and uh, you know, you didn't realize that you had, you had this creative outlet that you wanted to tap. And you just spoke to that in the advice you would give yourself as a high school young person, right? So 
Right. Kudos to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And just, uh, it gave me a little bit of time to reflect, honestly, from where I came in my early childhood. Uh, I would even be, uh, get caught hanging out, watching the food network, at, you know, five, six years old, um, trying to get my grandparents to take me to go eat some wherever I thought was the best, always trying to eat something different. Um, and I never really realized that until um, I really fell in love with it. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. Like, you know, maybe this was right on the wall that I just never actually looked at. Adam, talk to uh, students watching your career story right now about ephemera. Um, talk about your business model and <clears throat> what that looks like. Um, and what's your mission and who are your primary customers? Right. So we're here at Ephemera. Uh, we, one of our main goals is creativity. Um, there is a large gap in Colorado Springs of what we call quote unquote fine dining. Um, so what we do here, we offer a seven course tasting menu, um, full wine pairings, um, and with an ever-changing menu. Um, something you'll see at a lot of restaurants. Um, is that they stick to a menu, go as they change it out four times a year. Something that we want to do here is there's so many ingredients and uh, we live in such a beautiful place. Uh, we have access to so many great ingredients that we really like to bring things in as they come and go um, and really highlighting those ingredients. Um, so what we do here, we are super art focused, focused on the local art scene. We have rotating art every six weeks. Um, really get behind those scenes. Our environment's really healthy. One of our big things that we really try to develop is try to get rid of the toxic workplace environment that uh, seems to be had in a lot of restaurants. Uh, so here we really just try to grow. You know, I, I try to build a family with my whole staff. Um, we really grow together. We want to be here. Um, if I see somebody's down, you know, I, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that my staff is happy because at the end of the day, we should all love what we do. Um, and if you're not loving it, then you, your heart's not in it and you, your guests are not going to get the best uh, experience that they could. Um, as far as ephemera, super experiential dining, we really play with our food again. Um, like to play with ingredients from all over the world in different styles as much as, we're, as, much as we can. But again, just really pushing the boundary. Um, as far as my uh, guests, guests, um, are they, I would say that we are really reaching the uh, millennial group a lot right now, uh, the younger millennial group. We're really focusing on that. Um, as far as fine dining goes, our goal was to make it as affordable and approachable for anybody and everybody. Uh, so there's no dress code in my restaurant. Um, there's no minimum standard that we have to meet. If you wanna come in and eat great food, please come in by all means. Um, we, uh, like I said, we really wanted to bridge the gap and make, expose people to what food can be um, in, the, in the easiest way possible, the most comfortable place possible. Um, so as we go through that, we've really found that it, really, it has helped us a lot. Um, being really open with people and um, accepting other people's opinions and, you know, really working around, say somebody wants to come in and has a dietary restriction. Um, in a lot of places, they get pushed away. Uh, here, we never say no. So we will always make it work as long as we can. Um, and just really find a love for, again, in the passion, really having and growing a loving and passionate staff is huge for us. Adam, uh, talk to that one high school student out there right now that either has an interest in culinary arts 
or you know, is sparked by your story and your passion, or maybe a student who might even be in a, in a high school culinary pro start program, for example, what would you say right. are, are the entry level knowledge, skills, and, and experience that you would want to have for an entry level um, uh, chef in, in the back of your house? Right. So we hear uh, my biggest advice is follow your passion. You know, if you think that, hey, I can't do this, try it. Um, there's no such thing as failing. There's always going to be growing. Um, there's no such thing. There's no wrong in cooking. Um, if you don't do it perfect the next time, try again. It's just ingredients. Um, and honestly, get into a kitchen. Um, when you really can find a chef that you feel can grow you and really surround you as a human, um, professionally, personally, uh, it, it makes a huge statement. Make a friend, you know, really go in with it. And, so just really find a chef that really will take you in again, make you really creative find and, and challenge you find a challenge um and again read recipe books watch the movies watch the tv um and fall in love with it uh there's there's so many paths that you can take while you're in this industry um and you will always be challenged in every single uh, part of it uh whether it be starting as a dishwasher a prep cook um a fry literally any anywhere that you can start in this industry uh is a good foot and that's because there's always room to grow. You're always going to want to do more the next time you come in. Uh, it's a very uh, addicting and uh, fun place to be for sure. Adam, what a great segue too to the next question. So what would the career ladder look like for somebody that is starting out in the back of your house that has um, a passion to be, you know, like an executive chef? What would that ladder look like right. from entry level to the point where you are in your career right now? Um, so something that I will always say is the best place to start is a dish. Um, it really teaches you a lot about the kitchen. Um, it teaches you pace, um, organization, multitasking, um, and really kind of introduces you to what that heat feels like on a busy night. Um, and from there, that's the best place for a chef to see another aspiring chef grow. Um, as where you, while you're doing dishes, again, that multitasking, you start doing prep work, you start doing some small, smaller tasks. And then uh, as it grows, you know, you go from a dishwasher to a prep cook. And then a prep cook is where you really learn your technical techniques, uh, your knife work, your ingredient work. Why? A lot of the why. Why do we do? Why, why does this ingredient go with this ingredient? Why do we cook it for this long and not this long? And uh, why do we store it this way and not this way? How do we cool things? Uh, it really gives you the base and foundation for um, the next step, and that's getting onto the line. Line cook is where uh, every chef falls in love with the kitchen, um, whether it be garmoges or uh, the saute or fry or literally anywhere that saucier, um, anywhere that you can really step in. I kind of started out as a fry cook was my next step after prep. Um, kind of grew into that, learned how to do the the grill. So next was the grill, learned how to do that really well. Then with the saute and saute is kind of, you hear a lot of chefs talk about the epitome of being on the line. Uh, it's just the busiest, the hottest, the most intense. Um, and if you can make that, and if you love that, then you're going to be a chef for sure. Um, and then from there, you, you kind of grow up. You, you, you get to be a lead line cook, a shift lead, a... Um, 
sous chef, then you go to an executive sous chef, then you go to chef de cuisine. There's always a ladder to grow. And then you can do things like that outside of yourself. You know, then you can on the side do some private things. I, I, I started cooking for friends for private and having fun with that. Um, but don't just, and it's really hard to not get one track mind of I'm going to grow up this ladder. Um, it's to really involve and be the absolute best that you can be at each one of those places, the steps of the ladder that you can um, before deciding you want to take the next step. Excellent, Adam. Thank you. Adam Rydens, owner of Ephemera. It's been an absolute pleasure to hear your career Thank you. story. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate you having me. We'll be right back here for part two of our interview with Adam, an informational interview about what uh, life in the day of a restaurant owner looks like. Welcome back to part two of our Everyone Has a Story interview with Adam Rydens, owner of Ephemera. Adam, thanks again for being here with us today. Course. Yeah, so this part of our interview is about what your a day in your life looks like today as the owner of uh, Ephemera. What does that look like for you? What do you do all day? Oh, lots of lots of everything. Um, you know, I really had to encompass taking on any task possible. So we kind of get here, we walk in, um, pretty much start putting orders away, making sure all of our budget sheets are correct, prep lists are ready to go. Uh, make sure all of our ingredients are up to standard. Um, and then we start, I, I personally sit down and start doing um, a lot of the paperwork, so scheduling, uh, making sure that our reservations are all taken care of, make sure there's no dietary restrictions that um, I have overlooked or anything like that, and kind of getting ready from there. Uh, from that point on, we start doing our prep for the day. So we have a very intensive prep uh, program here. Uh, so a lot of our magic that happens is before, hours before anybody sees it. Um, so we do get, get going on that. That takes about four hours. Um, and then my staff started showing up. And so we kind of start delegating from there. Um, just putting out any fires that need to be done. I'm running to the store if I need to, uh, recooking something, um, you know, make, just making sure everything's ready in place. Um, then from there, we kind of go into a service. Uh, so we do our service, our dinner service all night. Um, and really that's, that's, where we, that's where we fell in love with the whole kitchen idea. So uh, do, do a six to eight hour service um, and really just love and see in people's faces. Um, and then at the end of the day, you know, we kind of close up, break down the kitchen, open it up, close it down and, uh, you know, get ready to start the day again. Adam, what are your operating hours there? Uh, so for operation, we are open from 4 to 10 on Tuesdays through Thursday. Um, and then on uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're open till 11, 4 to 11. Uh, so just in a service, but I definitely get started with prep about noon every day. Adam, what would you say are the top two or three most important technical skills or job knowledge skills that you need to apply on a daily basis to be successful in your role? Um, first and foremost, definitely multitasking. Um, being able to just put together a list of things that I need to get done for the day and doing as many of them at the same time as possible. I know that sounds a little crazy, but um, you never know what a curveball uh, is going to happen. So to be able to just be on your toes all day. Um, the next is just going to be really just focus. 
Um, I mean, Pat and Drive, he's just really coming in, ready to work, ready to be focused all day. Um, as much as this industry is physical, uh, it's very mental uh, labor as well. So you have to be really be on a game at all times. Adam, if you could pick one thing, what would you say you like most about what you do? Oh, the one thing I like most, I would say, is definitely probably prep work right now. Um, I definitely love being able to fine tune all of our recipes, ingredients, um, and a little bit slower pace. Uh, I worked that fast pace on the line for enough years now, but moving a little bit slower doesn't uh, doesn't bother me as much anymore. So I definitely like to be able to really focus on my craft during those hours. And what would you say if you could pick one thing that you like most about being a restaurant owner? Um, the biggest thing I like most is the satisfaction of uh, people enjoying your product and the place that you put together and designed and manage and run. Uh, seeing the vision come together uh, every day, day in and day out, and just really trying to make that work flawlessly um, is huge. I love that so much to be able to uh, leave a mark, an impression on anybody that walks through this door's life, and whether they be a guest or a staff member or just somebody walking by, uh, to really be leave a huge impression in any way I can. Excellent. Adam, um, realizing that not every job or, or entrepreneurial activity is all rainbows and unicorns every day, is there right. anything about being a, a, a restaurant owner that you find frustrating or maybe is there a task that you have to do that you just don't like doing? Um, yeah. So there's, I mean, like you, everything's, like you said, rainbows and butterflies until it gets nitty gritty. Um, you know, when all of a sudden everything is on your shoulders at the end of the day, it all comes down to you. Uh, so whether we have a, a few, a couple of staff members get sick and call off or for whatever miscellaneous reasons, uh, whether I'm enjoying a nice dinner at home or not, uh, at the end of the day, it comes down to me to make sure that this this operation works. Um, so give, I give up a lot of free time. Um, that's a that's a big one for me, um, and just really a, a hurdle that I'm starting to appreciate now is just the finance side of things. Uh, it took me a while to get into the mode of uh, the mojo of making sure all my numbers are correct all the time, payroll, taxes, dealing with however many lines of communication I need to to make sure it gets done. It's kind of a taxing uh, chore uh, working, you know, a lot of hours a week. Adam, uh, where could you take your career from here? Um, you know, you've made it, you, you've got your entrepreneurial activity, you're a restaurant owner. Uh, where could you see yourself going from here? Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity at hand. Um, you know, we, in the hot, what we say, the hospitality industry, um, we're always looking to grow. Um, so I think from here, we're looking to, as a business, uh, open up another entity, um, whether that be another restaurant or another bar or just another place for somebody to be a coffee shop. Um, anything that really deals with the hospitality industry. Um, it does take a lot of dedication once you get one going. Um, working, working two is a, a, another huge task at hand. But, you know, that's kind of the main goal of a restaurateur is um, once you get one, you kind of want to get hungry and keep the train rolling. So that our, our next step here is to, we want to get a full service uh, restaurant, um, a, a, a bit larger of a restaurant or a pretty small space here, but just to grow, keep growing, um, get that name out, move 
get restaurants in different cities. Um, kind of the world's at your hands once you figure out how to control one. Excellent. Adam, talk to that one high school student out there right now watching your, your interview uh, who's interested in the world of culinary and hospitality. How can you suggest ways for that high school student to gain exposure to and experience in your field? Um, so a lot of that way is going to be easiest is uh, through programs like the PPBA offers is through internships, um, job shadowing, job interviews, um, literally just trying to dive head into figuring out um, how, how and why it gets done. Um, you know, really internship programs and uh, secondary programs like PPBA uh, really will offer and give you the insight to what it really looks like to be in a restaurant because uh, get rid of uh, the all glitz and glam. Excellent. Yeah, students, uh, in addition, um, uh, many high school programs uh, throughout uh, the city, state, and country have culinary arts uh, elective coursework. Uh, many of them utilize nationally recognized curriculum like called ProStart, for example, where you can uh, embed culinary training into your elective coursework in high school and kind of have a leg up on other students that are graduating high school uh, to be able to uh, qualify for entry-level back-end jobs with, with uh, restaurant, restaurants like Adam is running. Of course, yeah. I uh, want to be able to be here and give the support and guidance for anybody who really wants it. Um, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'll answer any questions you have. Um, you can shadow me, come in whenever you want. Um, the goal is to really sh showcase what this industry can be for everybody. Excellent. Adam, talk about your college decision-making process when you were getting out of high school a little bit. What did that look like for you? It almost sounded like from part one of our interview that that was like just like the um, logical next step without a whole lot of thought going into it. Can you expand right. on that decision-making to go to college and then to leave? Right. So yeah, as I was going, I've always been um, you know, always on top of my grades. Uh, school was always very important to me. Um, you know, very, you know, felt dedicated and felt um, that, you know, without possibly knowing that it was a good shot uh, to get out into the real world, uh, to just start with school, um, to keep that train going, um, even though not really knowing what, what's next or where we're going from there. Uh, but so, yeah, as I, like I said, I left high school, um, just went to business. I knew I wanted to be in business. Uh, I wanted to own my own business. A lot of my family members run and operate and own their own businesses. Uh, so went into that and just realized that while I was going through it, that um, I'm a worker um, and not necessarily saying that there aren't a lot of things that I could have benefited from by sticking out of school. Uh, but ultimately the decision to leave school was to really uh, see the hands-on experience, really try to in, engulf myself into the, the workplace as much as I could without, I felt as if personally school was distracting me uh, from being able to work as many hours as I wanted to work or be able to cover those shifts that I wanted to work or, um, and just really, really engage into the workplace. Um, so it's been, it's been a journey, that's for sure. Definitely leaving school. Um, but ultimately, I gained from what I gained was beneficial, uh, but always willing to grow. All right, Adam, the hard part of our interview is over. 
when you have a little bit of free time, uh, what do you like to do with that time? Oh, man, uh, lots of relaxing as much as possible. Um, you know, going, getting some fresh air. We spend a lot of our days uh, all locked up, cooped up. So getting, getting as much fresh air. I love to travel. I love to eat. Um, you know, experiencing. Um, and it, again, it, it's being so involved into the passion of cooking to want to go eat at another restaurant to learn from it and taste and see how service and flavors that you wouldn't have thought of. Um, it kind of really is an all-encompassing uh, career path for sure. What do you want to be when you grow up now, Adam? You know, I want to be retired. Um, <laughs> I want to have a day off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no just keep I, I i've i've dedicated my life now to being a chef and uh, you know as i, I want to be as big a mentor to anybody and everybody that i can um i really want to grow colorado springs in every way possible that i i'm, I'm able to and just be uh, a really big uh part mentor leadership um for the rest of my life. Adam, any final experience or information you'd like to share with that one high school student out there right now and is just really intrigued about uh, how you've journeyed your way to where you are today? So like I said, uh, the, the growing the change up the ladder, um, one big experience that I had that really kind of um, changed me and you know anything can happen at any time so that you gotta just stay as prepared as possible is uh, when I was working at four, uh, we had just uh, as a Friday night. Um, I was working in the day shift, um, and one of our night shift called off, and we were kind of already short staffed, and we we're really kind of scared. Um, and I hadn't worked at Saute Station before yet, um, and they kind of looked looked at me and said, "What do you think? Think you can handle it?" And just as scared as I could be, um, said, "Yeah, let's let's go for it. Why not? Right." And jumped on and, you know, it, the service went well, you know, and just having full confidence in myself and the team around me, uh, being a team player is huge in the restaurant industry. So just being able to rely on the team around me to help me out and keep me, keep, keep, keep these going really just like was a testament to why I really love this is to just, you know, when it's time to show up. And I think that's kind of relates from sports is it's time to show up and go. Adam Rydens, owner of Ephemera, thank you so much for donating your time today and sharing your career story with us. Of, of course, Bob. Thank you for having me. And again, anybody that ever wants to reach out or have any questions or want to meet, come and see their walk to the restaurant, please feel free to reach out. Thank you for tuning in to the Everyone Has a Story podcast. We hope the experience shared today in the career story and informational interview may benefit you as you make educational and career choices. If you would like to learn more about the Business and Education Alliance and how we are working with education and industry to connect students' talents, interests, and aptitudes to the world of work, please go to businessandeducationalliance.org.